0: Now here's your host, the master of relationship sales strategy himself, Dave Lorenzo. You need to figure out how to build a sales team and you don't know where to start. I'm going to help you with that today on this episode of the Do This, Sell More Show. Hi, I'm Dave Lorenzo and welcome to the Do This Sell More Show. We are live every day at 5 p.m. on YouTube and you can catch the replay on the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me there and I'm thrilled to be with you today to talk about how to build a sales team. Now, you're wondering where to start. Maybe you're an entrepreneur or you're a brand new sales manager and you don't know how to get going to start building a sales team. I'm gonna give you the foundation. I'm gonna teach you what to do right now. One of the things that people get hung up on when it comes to putting people on their sales team is they look for experience. They look for industry experience or they look for very specific types of experience. None of that matters in 90% of the sales roles that you're going to fill. What really matters is that you hire for a good fit from an internal strengths standpoint. So in a sales professional, what you want is you want someone who's both competitive and responsible. If you're hiring someone to go out and achieve a goal, that person has to be Uh, the type of person who's motivated by achievement, and someone who's also highly responsible and a self-starter. What you can do to look for these personality traits is look at their background and determine where they positioned themselves in other roles previously. So for example, in high school, were they on a sports team or part of a club that competed against other clubs? And in those activities, were they in a leadership position? Did they become team captain? If they didn't make the sports team, did they become the manager of the sports team or the statistician of the sports team where they took on some serious responsibility? These early years, like high school years or college years, activities that they selected and stuck with are telling because they weren't taking on those activities for any reason other than personal enjoyment. So when I meet someone for the first time and I want to assess how competitive and how responsible they are, I talk to them about things they did when they were in high school and when they were in college that they did of their own free will and they did them because they wanted to. Getting to that foundational point in their personality will help you determine whether you've got a competitive and a responsible person. As you continue to explore their background with them, ask them for specific examples of times when they competed and they felt compelled to win. If they give you examples, real concrete examples like I ran in the Boston Marathon for the last three years and each year I strive to beat the time that I complete the marathon in, that's someone who's competitive. If they say I compete in tennis tournaments at my local tennis club and three times a year I strive to make it to the finals in those tennis tournaments, that's someone who's competitive if they tell you that they are an avid fantasy football player and they strive every year to win their fantasy football league and when they don't win they get upset and they do more research and they read magazines and they do deep due diligence on players and their injury histories. That's someone who's competitive. So look for things in their early years that demonstrate competition and look for things in their latter years that demonstrate that they're still super competitive. The responsibility element is really important. And I'll I'll give you some examples of people who tell stories about having a high sense of responsibility. And the question you ask them in an interview setting is, How responsible are you on a scale of one to 10? And if they say a seven or an eight, they're not responsible at all. Anything other than a 10, they're not responsible enough for you. If they say they're a 10, say, can you give me an example of when you were Responsible for the success of something or when you felt like you had to take on a leadership role or when you felt like you had to act on your own when it was difficult to do so. And they'll tell you a story about, let's say, for example, when there was a hurricane in their hometown and they called everyone in their in their extended family and they told them that they could stay at their house because their house was boarded up and they had done all the preparations and had gotten fuel for the generator and, batteries and backup power if they say that that's what they do if they tell you that type of story they're a responsible person if they tell you that they're the one that people call in the middle of the night when they get a flat tire on a dark road you know that they're a responsible person so ask for stories from their background that demonstrate the level of responsibility so Number one, when you're looking to build a sales team is you wanna hire people who are both competitive and highly responsible individuals. Why do you want competitive people? Well, competitive people will drive to achieve a goal. Why do you want responsible people? Well, responsible people will look after the interests of the company and they'll look after the interests of the clients. The second thing you want to do when you're building a sales team is you want to set team goals. Setting goals for individuals when it comes to sales is important, but you wanna foster an environment that is a team environment. So I recommend having one element of compensation for your sales team that always involves team performance. And I want you to motivate the team to achieve new records every week, every month, and every year. Focusing on team performance as much as individual performance is incredibly important when you're building a sales team. The third element in building a great sales team is recognizing success. There are three different areas of recognition that are important for a sales team. The first area of recognition is, of course, individual recognition. Top achievers for the week, top achievers for the month, top achievers for the quarter, top achievers for the year. That recognition is important. You have to recognize people who are the best in their category, the best in the office, the best in the region, however you decide to define it. The second type of recognition that's important is team recognition. So everyone who's a part of a winning team must be recognized equally. Everyone who's a part of a winning team must be recognized equally. There's a pride and a camaraderie that comes from that. So recognizing the winning team is important. The third element of recognition is recognition in the company overall. If you are part of one team that's the top team in a company, that's one thing. If you are part of a company that's the best in class in a specific area, that's something totally different. So the three areas where recognition is incredibly important for sales professionals, Individual recognition, team recognition, and company recognition. The best of the best want all three to be in alignment. They want their individual recognition, they wanna be part of a great team, and they wanna be part of a wonderful company. You have to create an environment where all three exist all the time. That's the element of recognition, and it's super important, and it's the third thing you need to have when you're building a great sales team. The fourth element that's critically important in building a great sales team is communication. You need to communicate with your team on a daily basis. Now, this doesn't mean that you're hovering over their back, looking at what they're doing, micromanaging them. Absolutely not. Your daily communication can be as simple as a stand-up meeting before the team gets on the phone. You do a stand-up meeting in the hallway for 10 minutes. You might want to talk about a focus point, like a basic, fundamental sales principle that your team needs to remember, and you share that with them so that they keep that top of mind. You also might want to talk about what's going on in the news, in your industry, what's important that their clients may be thinking about so that when they're on the phone, they know how to react to things that are going on in the news. The third thing you want to talk about is any company updates, local updates, or team updates. You want to share those with them daily. That team meeting in the morning, 10 minutes in a hallway stand-up meeting, it, it can make a world of difference. And it may be the only time you connect with some of those people that day. Very important that it happens. If your team is remote, that meeting could take place via video. You could send out a video and say, hi, this is my video to all team members. Just wanna make sure you're gonna have a great day today. There are three things to keep in mind and you cover one, two, and three. You're sharing your message with them. You say to them, I have office hours from two to four. If you have an issue and you wanna talk to me, please call my phone number between two and four and I'll be happy to discuss any issue you have. Hope you have a wonderful day. See you later. That video could make all the difference to them. They'll know where you are and what you're doing. The third way to do it is if you have a smaller team, you can send a text message or reach out to them via phone call or leave a voicemail message and just say, hey, Rick, it's Dave. I'm just calling to see how you're doing today. No need to call me back if everything's okay. Just want you to know I'm here for you. If you need any support, please reach out to me. Daily communication is really important because it keeps people connected to something. As a sales professional, your folks may be out on the road or they may be on the phone all day long and they may be dealing with rejection or they may be dealing with isolation or they may feel alone. That daily outreach, your outreach to them, lets them know that they're part of something bigger than themselves and that there's always support there for them. It's not meant to hover over them, it's just meant to let them know that somebody's there and somebody has their back. Salespeople need this, human beings need this, really, really important to do. The final element that I wanna share with you today for building a great sales team is measuring outcomes. There are all kinds of metrics that are being used in sales today. How many calls did you make? How many appointments did you go on? How much outreach did you do? There's only one thing that matters, and that's the money put in the bank. If there are some things that lead to money put in the bank and they're valuable to your sales professionals, you can measure those things as well. However, money in the bank is the biggest thing. When you sit down, with your sales team members once a month to do their monthly recap, you need to look at what outcomes they achieved that month. If they exceeded their goal for the month, don't spend a lot of time going over the numbers, don't spend a lot of time hovering over them. All I want you to do is I want you to ask them to tell you their best winning story for the month. Just say, hey, can you tell me how you won this account? Give me the story, tell me the winning story. Salespeople love to talk about their wins. If your team member doesn't make his or her goals for the month, I want you to look at them and go, listen, you fell a little short this month. What do you need from me? How can I help you get to your goal next month? Let's take a look at one or two cases where you had an opportunity and it didn't come through. Let's replay it and let's see how I could have been helpful. In those cases, you're not putting the burden on them, you're putting the burden on yourself. They will tell you what help they need and it's your job as the leader to provide the help to them. So measuring outcomes is critical and then helping them by offering assistance to help them achieve the outcomes is equally as critical You need to be there for them. If they have a track record of success, you don't need to beat them up. You just need to find out if there's anything you can do to help them become successful. These are the five things you can do right now to build a great sales team. Doesn't matter if you're starting from scratch or you're just bringing in a new team member. Follow these guidelines and you'll be thrilled with the results. Here's hoping you do this and sell more. Give us your feedback on each episode and get access to our free sales training course at DoThisSellMore.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Do This, Sell More.